Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rockingham app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Thursday morning, everybody. It's the Morning Blitz. 1025 UROC AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Online, of course, anyway you get it through your mobile device or nwksradio.net. So glad that you're with us here on what is December the 21st. And Christian, it is the shortest day of the year. Welcome to winter, my friend. We are officially in wintertime in the Midwest. Does not feel that way. I am in shorts today, so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about calling this winter right now. I heard someone describe it as if you're hoping for a white Christmas, don't expect it. Expect more of a brown Christmas, which I've never heard before until yeah. this morning. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will say yes, a uh, brown Christmas makes me chuckle. So. I just think about, I'm dreaming of a brown Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't quite roll off the tongue as well. Not quite. I think Christian's yeah. in a bad mood this morning. I don't know why. I just get the sense. I get the sense he didn't sleep good. You, you woke up on the wrong side of the pillow. Something maybe happened in, in your personal life. I don't know. Or the Pistons continue to lose. I don't know. You just seem down well, this morning. I don't know true. what it is. I'm actually... I am A-OK this morning. I am doing great. I think uh, you, I, all I've got to do is, is logs today, and, and life is good. I, I think uh, you just don't have that pep in your step, that energy. I think you need to go get that coffee, that, that secret coffee that you have in your cup. The, the once in a while, that, I think that might be my problem, is I had uh, uh, a Coke yesterday, which, of course, has caffeine in it, and uh, because I needed it uh, the night before being up so late, and and. Apparently, it's kicking me in the butt this morning. Maybe it, it kept me up too late last night. Are you a Coke or a Pepsi man? Coke. Coke oh, Zero, yeah. I think, tastes better than regular Coke. I don't know if that's like a hot take or something, but I think it's very good. I'm a Coke man as well. I enjoy mixing. I love going to the fountain and putting half Diet diet Coke and half regular Coke. That's that my sounds thing. awful. Oh, it sounds good. It's good. I like it. I like it. I, I, just, I think I just don't like... Diet Coke, period. So maybe it's the idea of mixing that with anything that's possible. Else. That's, possible. That's Diet Pepsi's pretty decent too. I'll give Diet Pepsi its due. It's pretty decent. Um, you know, you can't go almost anywhere. Pepsi's kind of overtaken Coke, especially I feel like in the northern half of the United States to an extent. Maybe really? it's different in Michigan. I, I have not. Noticed I feel like that it here. It is at all the first person in a long, long time that I I talked to that. Uh, prefer that's the only reason this is a conversation is is that uh, our program manager here uh, literally has a mini fridge I'm looking at it through the window in front of me right now filled Joel. with yeah Joel uh, Joel Navarro has a mini fridge filled with Pepsi Zero which he like li- he'll have like multiple every day he oh lives my. on the stuff Yikes. Uh, and so that's that discussion wouldn't even be on my mind I 
I have met very few people in my life that prefer Pepsi over Coke. It might just be a Michigan thing. I don't know. Okay, let me ask you this. When you go to a Detroit Piston game or a Wolverine <laughs> game, what is the soda that is there? Anything. Uh, to both? be honest, I feel like it's mostly Coke products. Yeah, okay, I feel both. like it's both. I no, think no, no, I just no, no, don't no, no, get no. enough soda to know. But but come on. You'll, you'll, if you look at the menu, they'll be like, we got Pepsi products or we have Coke products. I most think of the time. Off the top of my head, I think it's Coke products. Okay. See, a I've long only, time you, ago. You, you were going to say most of the time it's Pepsi products. I don't Here it is. Like, maybe I know. Maybe it's here. Maybe that's here. As we all know, I've gone to Nebraska events for many years, for decades. Um, <laughs> love it. One of my, it's my Graceland. And so, anyway, going to these events, it's, it used to be Coke back in the 90s, but a lot of people switched to Pepsi because there were better scholarships given out by the Pepsi corporation towards student athletes so that's why there was a switch i was told at one point in time and so you kind of had to learn to like pepsi a little bit more when you went to sporting events which you know maybe i'm just under a rock i have not noticed said and, switch well, at here's all. the thing you're in the eastern time zone you're in michigan you're in a whole different kind of portion <laughs> of the state true. or the united states so i i'm not going to blame you for for not knowing this that's just how i guess i viewed it whereas i really enjoy coke a lot but at the same time I don't know. I feel like Pepsi and Pepsi was bigger. I, and yes, when I was in high school, we had a Pepsi machine in our high school. We did not have a Coke machine in our high school. I don't know. Maybe I'm just painted. See, growing up. All the all the machines were were Coke. Yeah. See, it wasn't that way. It wasn't that way for me. It was weird. And every like a lot of the hype because once again, Pepsi had something to do with schools and gave them a discount. I don't know what it was. I I couldn't explain. It. Random start to this Monday to this Wednesday. Yeah. It's Thursday. I'm not even on the wrong day. It's Thursday, I'm, December I'm the twenty first. We'll have to talk more about that. <laughs> Maybe the third segment if we have more time. Uh, but today, a Thursday show. Uh, we've got our Christmas movie, Power 5. We look forward to bringing a little bit of holiday spirit into the show today. Uh, there is a little bit of NFL tonight as Week 16 kicks off. Not really exciting game, Rams and Saints. Uh, we'll touch on that a little bit. Uh, there is a bowl Wasn't game. It my Power 5. It is? Uh, yeah, that's true. It was. It was. It was number 5 for you. I don't know. It doesn't have that juice, I guess, that I'm looking for. It doesn't have a storyline that I'm intrigued in, but I'm, I'm guarantee I'll still watch it. it I'll still watch some of it. It's football. I'll watch it. The The winner has like, uh, they, they put out the statistics, some um, account that I follow. The winner of this game, Saints versus Rams, remember that them and all the NFC are at 7-7. Seven seven seven. Seven. The winner has a 75 plus, I can't remember the specifics on both of them, uh, percent chance to make the playoffs. The loser has like 15 or lower percent. It's, it's an it's elimination effectively, game. <laughs> it's effectively a game for a wild card spot. That's not story enough for you. I don't uh, know. What... You're, you're selling me higher on it, Christian. I'll give you credit there. Good job on your sales pitch. And of course, also tonight <laughs> we have the uh, roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. We'll get you an update on the bowl. Pick them and make a pick for tonight in the bowl games. But we got a few things to get to here this morning with the front pick. Let's get to it. Read all about it. Read all about it. The top stories of today. I got the early edition. Hot off the press. It's the front page on the Morning Blitz. Front page, really? Won't take too deep of a dive into the front page this morning, but a few college basketball scores to get to from last night. Majority on the women's side. Both Kansas State and KU picking up wins. The 12th ranked Wildcats take care of Southern, who only have one win on the season. 84 52 was the final score. Aoka Lee, a quiet night, just 20 points, which is pretty low for her standards. <laughs> she missed she missed two shots all yeah, night. Quiet, it's a quiet I, night. It was, an off, it was a quiet night for Aoka Lee. Uh, 11 points. 
uh, for Sundell with seven assists and five boards. And how about once again, Taryn Sides? We talked about her, the Phillipsburg native. Ten points, seven boards, four assists. The freshman just racking it up, really playing well for Kansas State. Improved to 12 and one with the win uh, last night. They have a nice little stretch here, about nine days, ten days off before they begin uh, Big 12 play in Cincinnati against the Lady Bearcats. That's on December 30th when the Lady Wildcats return. Uh, Kansas women's basketball with a beatdown of my Nebraska Cornhuskers, 69-52 the final score. Uh, Zakiah Franklin leading four ladies in double figures with 16 points for Zakiah Franklin. I look at the stats because I didn't watch the game. I was watching the Nebraska men's game, but nonetheless, I didn't watch the game. But looking at the stats, there were, Nebraska won the boards, didn't have a lot of turnovers. So what does that mean? Well, that means that you probably didn't shoot it well, and they didn't. Kansas holding Nebraska <laughs> to just 28.6% shooting. 18 of 63. 18 of 63. Like, it got off to an, a competitive game. Like, I think it was 11 all, and then a drought for Nebraska. Well, Kansas just kept climbing that mm. ladder, and it was over. So 69-52, the final score. Kansas 7-4, and four, Nebraska 9-3. and three. Lady Jayhawks are back at home on December 30th for the Big 12 opener. They'll hoping they'll host the Mountaineers of West Virginia uh, to begin their Big 12 conference play. Uh, Nebraska men's basketball with a win last night, 83-75 in come-from-behind fashion. Nebraska sluggish through the first 24 minutes of this game, to put it lightly. Uh, they were down 14 at one point in time early in the second half found a way to tighten things up and come back and win 83-75. Almost lost a bye game, which, of course, John Rothstein <laughs> dubs the epitome of brutality, which was about that way. It was just about that way for Nebraska. It was a very sluggish performance. Nebraska, of course, coming off a huge win on the road in Bramlage, but playing without one of their best players, Rink Mast, who had to have a minor, I think, in a knee scope. They don't tell that information, but... Had to have his knee scoped or cleaned up real quick, and then he'll be back early January, so he's going to miss a couple weeks. But they missed, they missed having his key piece in the lineup. You could tell they were out of sorts. And Anyway, I, I watched that game last night, and uh, real quick, the final, some quick final notes here. Nebraska had six guys in double figures. No, but no one more than 16, led by C.J. Wilcher off the bench. Uh, North Dakota, the Fighting Hawks, watch for them to possibly be a sleeper team in the NCAA tournament. I'm telling you this right now. I talked about Duke. Uh, was it Duquesne a few weeks ago when Nebraska played? I think it was mm. Duquesne. They are so. a sleeper team as well. I've seen these two teams play, and I'm not saying Nebraska is a world beater by any means. They're not. But those two teams highly impressed me. They're athletic. They work hard, and they shoot the ball very, very well. North Dakota sunk 11 to 32 threes. This Ianacho kid, who's just his second game back, uh, scored 22 points. And then this young man by the name of Trayson Eaglestaff, great last name. Uh, 13 is, points. Is. 13 points for him last night. He was really good. So I was impressed by the North Dakota Fighting Hawks, who are 8-5 and five with the loss. Nebraska improves to 10-2. and two. I don't know the last time Nebraska was 10-2 and two at this point in time of the season. It's been a long, long time. Usually Nebraska has to wait until almost beginning of February to get to 10 wins. So I don't know what it's like to be this, to be <laughs> yeah, this soon. Yeah, but that was honestly my biggest takeaway. I didn't watch this whole game, uh, but I did see all the highlights of it. And I more than Nebraska. I know. I know your your kind of headline here was Nebraska being sluggish, and they were. You oh, could probably they were so bad. <laughs> but but part of that, yeah, my probably biggest takeaway was, hey, the, these Fighting Hawks look good. Yeah, BJ Omont was another guy. He looks like a toothpick out there. 
uh, for them. He, I, I don't. I think he's six eight. He's all legs and arms. He looks like a toothpick out there. He's Shoots good. Well, though. He's good. He's got a silky smooth jumper. I was impressed by North Dakota. I really was. But I'm not gonna lie. This led me to my to kind of my little bit of a rant this morning. That uh, game last night led me to the point thinking of there is something massively wrong with Nebraska with with basketball in general. And I'll just pick on Nebraska because they're my team. And we've talked about this on the on the show before, but teams today are relying way too much on outside shooting, way too much, <laughs> and it has resulted in a lack of of skill when you are five feet and in. The loss of the baby hook, the sky hook, the drop step, using the backboard at a consistent rate, the, the you know. We don't see enough of it anymore, Christian. I, maybe I'm wrong. You watch way more basketball than I do. But because the game has transitioned to being more of a perimeter shooting game, and look, I'm a guard. I was a guard in high school. I'm not six foot tall, so of course I played guard. Uh, <laughs> but I have a respect for the game for when the shots on the outside, which are lower percentage shots, when you don't, when you take so many of those and they're not going in, but when you can't finish at the rim because you don't practice it enough because you are more times practicing shooting from the outside. I, I guess I lose my mind on that. It really drives me nuts. How can you not finish inside? How can you not know how to use your body to create space under the basket? Use your, you know, use the angles. I'm not, I'm not a math major, but, you know, creating space so that you have room to use Clearly. the backboard. I mean, do you get what I'm saying here? Am I just <laughs> I, screaming into I the wind? Do. I just, I find I, it so frustrating. Like, how can you not do these little things that the game of basketball, I believe, I wasn't around when the peach basket was there, but I mean, I'm guessing it was probably built on those type of plays and those type of moves. No, but and, and and I don't get that. I don't get it at all. I think that's actually a great point. I was going to go somewhere else with my response, but I. It is interesting that basketball, more than maybe any other sport, at least of the four majors, it has evolved tremendously since. I mean, the original basketball with the peach basket, you weren't there, I wasn't there, but um, dribbling, the idea of dribbling was only added years and years later as a cheat from the rules because you could only pass it and they saw it as passing against the ground because it was so frustrating to be unable to move for many, many years. You could only pass the ball. You could not dribble with it. I think big men and, and altering your body on dribble drives to protect the ball while you put it up and in is was not on their mind at all. And I think that is, I'm, I'm going to sit on the fence a little bit here because I agree with what you're saying. And I think to a certain extent, there is an abandonment uh, of those old school type of skills. But at the same time, the basketball world and the game has evolved to prefer perimeter players. You can't hand check anymore, uh, which has opened up easier outside shooting. And the skill of the game is at an all-time high, and obviously the most difficult shot is that outside shot. It does also do something that your Huskers do really well, which is if you can play defense well and if you can defend particularly the perimeter, I think they're leading. Let me check. They are leading, uh, I thought they were second or leading, they're leading the Big Ten in opposing three-point percentage. And look at this, they're the second Big Ten team to 10 wins. If you can defend the three-point line well, 
it can unlock games for you. I think it's just an evolution of the game. It's a next step. It's Yes, you can't abandon getting to the rim and getting your own and, and you know, using your body to protect shots. I mean, that's beating a shot blocker one-on-one or 101 is, uh, you know, lead with your body, finish on the outside, initiate contact against shot blockers. That's how you're going to get it up. But there's an evolution here that favors outside shooting. And I don't think that should be looked at as frowned upon because every couple of years, every decade and slowly the, the sport evolves for better or for worse. I'm using the word evolve, which usually comes with a positive connotation, but it's changing. And I think that's the beautiful part of basketball is it's so different from it was than it was 10 years ago than it was 10 years before that. We got listeners chiming in on our text line. Listener Alan <laughs> says, kids nowadays grew up watching Steph Curry, and that's who they want to be. I couldn't agree more, Alan. Yeah. I believe it yeah. all changed when Steph Curry came. I believe that's when it because became. Because he changed the game. And he changed the game. I would and... agree that. Uh, Alan also says that you need the uh, Michael Jordan secret drink or secret stuff to get going this morning. That's what you need is what Alan says. I do. I, I drink that every morning. I keep lying to Ross. Yeah. It's not water in this mug. Uh, <laughs> got Harry Doyle over there. Uh, anyway. The, uh, yeah. Uh, Thank you for Alan texting and use our text line 785-899-2222. But I just, there is something about the game of basketball that I just miss a little bit. I'm not saying get rid of the three-point shot. I'm not saying lose that ability to shoot the three. I'm not saying that. But I think we've we've gone too far past the center line. We need to bring it back. Yeah, we need to go a little bit further back to the middle to where we have the ability. Another thing that I've I've noticed that, uh, that we've lost a lot in the game of basketball is moving without the basketball. How much people just stand still and don't know how to cut off of it, don't know how to use a screen correctly. You know, it's more of these just try to get in the way of the guy instead of really setting a great screen and rubbing off the shoulder. I just noticed a lot of these things, and I know it's the way the game has evolved, but some of that stuff worked for a long time, and I just I I want to see more cutting and and to be able to pass the basketball. You fake, you know, like you're going to step for a three, and then you hit the guy in the back door cut. That beautiful type of basketball, we just don't see it very much more. It's more pass the ball around the perimeter, maybe get a paint touch, kick it out for a three. That's basketball anymore. I I don't know. Maybe I just haven't noticed the the change you just mentioned, where it's it's less off ball movement. I think there's just as much off ball movement. Uh, but the NBA today is essentially two plays. It's isolation and it's high ball screens, yeah. which work. And I know you don't like the NBA, but that's they kind of are a trendsetter in terms no, it's of true. It is. They're where trendsetters. basketball goes. Uh, wh- whether you like it or not, and many people don't, um, those are the crunch time plays that the league and the, the best players in the world go to, uh, which are just ball-dominant plays. That doesn't mean that players are worse at off-ball actions and that off-ball actions actually in college uh it's interesting you'll talk to a lot of uh high-level coaches and they'll they'll look at uh it's almost archaic in college basketball the way that they stick with their same systems that they that have worked for decades and these these systems that have worked for decades evolve with backdoor cutting and with off-ball movement i don't know maybe i just haven't noticed less of it Something to look at maybe while we continue to watch this basketball season. We'll, we'll, we'll have a thought at the end of the year. All right, there you go. That's the front page. Oh, more quickly, one mind, there is some basketball tonight. Kansas State men looking to bounce back. They will host Wichita. Sorry, they will host. They will fight in Kansas City at the T-Mobile Center tonight. So a little neutral site game 
on the eastern side of Kansas. Tip-off is at 7.30 Central. Listen on 100.3 The Ride. Uh, also tonight, Colorado men host Utah Tech. And the eighth-ranked Colorado women, don't want to forget about them. They're having a great season so far. They will be hosting Northern Colorado. So there you go. We'll look at the... Uh, Look at the basketball slate. We'll dive into a little bit of college football recruiting as early National Sign Day took place there, so we'll get to that hopefully in the third segment. we got to get to a break. Up next, it is the much-anticipated Christmas movie Power 5 as we get into the holiday spirit. You're listening.